right back here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Jason Ross here with you as uh, we continue from Golden One Center. Tonight it's the Kings and the Philadelphia 76ers. Game night's coming your way at the bottom of the hour. Scott Marsh and the High Flyer, Henry Turner, will have that. And, of course, we'll have Kings Live pregame. And then the G-Man will have the call of the Kings and the Sixers. Well, we got Dave Deuce Mason. We've, we've hyped him up. He is here. He is ready to roll. Uh, Deuce, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Jay Ross? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, eventful weekend. I know the Deuce and Mo podcast had a couple of live uh, reactions yesterday, first to the news, secondly to Monty's press conference. You were busy yesterday. Super busy. It was just a busy weekend. It's unfortunate, though, right? I mean, I just in-season coaching changes aren't fun, Yeah. right? Even if there's a portion of the fan base who wanted it, it, it just shows you that this start to the season is not where it needs to be. And now you're in a position where, you know, you're 17 games in this season and you've got someone else taking over. And that's challenging. It's tough for the guys. It's not like they had like three days off in between. Them, right. Right. They came into work yesterday, found out the news, and then it's right back to work. They've got a game tonight. Yeah. And by all accounts, again, this morning, and, and you're right, the guy, I, I can't expect this team to look drastically different. And I don't know if it will even in two or three weeks, but um, there isn't, you know, we complain already in a regular season with fully functioning team. There's not practice time. Now you have a different voice as the last voice you're hearing guiding this team i don't even know what to expect right away i I think the one good news is alvin gentry has experience Mm -hmm. you know in some cases you have an interim who's never gotten an opportunity before who's maybe been an assistant i know there are rumors about doug maybe getting that opportunity it goes to alvin who (laughs) is an interim coach for the fourth time in his career he's the is he the most experienced interim coach i think so and so he's been around so this is nothing new for him i don't think he's going to be nervous about tonight he's been around this team he's done this job before and you know, we'll see what kind of changes he elects to make because, yes, he has been on a part of this Kings coaching staff, but he's got a different voice when you're the head guy. Yeah. You know, it, ultimately, that was Luke Walton's team. Luke is going to take Alvin's suggestions, and I'm sure Luke leaned on him a lot. But ultimately, that was Luke running the show, and now Alvin's got it, and we'll see what he can do with it. So I don't know if this is a, a fair question, but I'm curious your opinion. Five and four through nine games. And not even the five and four records what we look at, but I think you and I were talking like they looked better. Like it didn't, it wasn't the same old Kings as I do air quotes. But one and eight or one and seven can not be as bad as one and seven looks. But that is a bad one. They were bad in this last eight. So what's I don't know what is what do you think is this real team? The first nine or these last eight, or what's closer to the reality? I mean, I think you go with what we've seen recently until they prove otherwise. I mean, the, I think the biggest concern so far is that De'Aaron hasn't played well consistently. And early on, you're saying, well, he's not playing well, but hey, they're competitive. They're five and four. They've been in games against some really strong competition. And we all looked at that road trip, the four game road trip. And I you know it's always dangerous to do this, but we were looking at the teams going, OK, San Antonio, that could be challenging, but that's winnable. OKC, Detroit, definitely winnable games. And then Minnesota? Yeah. Okay, this this should be 3-1. and one. And you thought, okay, if they could take how they were playing against some of these teams early on, De'Aaron gets it going, and then the competition isn't as great, you can really build off of that. Not only did they lose some of those games, they did it in a fashion that was really unacceptable. And they, they just haven't bounced back. You know, I think the Utah game, you saw some good things through the th- first three quarters. Ultimately, it fell apart, and we've seen a lot of that this year. And 
it, you just can't let that happen. Now, is that all because of Luke Walton? No, it's not. I mean, the, the, the players have to bear some responsibility in this, too. This is not just um, Luke Walton is gone and now everything is better. Most of these players gave Luke Walton a lot of love in the postgame pressers over the last couple of days. They like him. If but, that's how you play for someone you like? Right. Hmm. So, Especially, Deuce, because we heard, now I, we don't know for sure, but that they didn't like Dave Yeager. A lot of the people that were here, that's Fox, that's Buddy, Barnes the last year, a Bagley. Um, and you changed to, you don't have to change to a coach you like, but they went different. And Vladdy wanted Luke. Yeah. So you like him, and that's who you like and how you're playing for. I, I'm disappointed by the players, too, for sure. Fox has to be better. Yeah. I mean, we know how good he can be. And there's expectations that come with a big-time contract. You're a max guy now. And I don't think what we saw in portions of last season was fake. I don't think some of the talent, the, the fact he's gotten better every single year up until this year, that wasn't fraudulent. Right. Like, he's a talented player. Sure. And so I don't know what's going on. We've seen his post-game stuff recently that seems like he's just not happy. And I get not being happy. He's just not handling yeah. this whole situation well at this point. Yeah. Um, step one is to start playing better on the floor and get some wins. Yeah, I mean, that could be not happy with himself. I don't think he wants to show that part, but he also certainly can't be happy with his results. I'm sure he wants to be in the postseason. And speaking of that, Monty McNair's press conference, he said, no, the goal is still the playoffs, which I agree. It should be. What's interesting is even in this brutal one and seven, it really didn't change that. It's just I I'm trying to figure out, Deuce, if this is just a change because it's a change. Um because I feel like you should have done this last summer. Yes. If it was something available like this, I don't even say fragile, but a one in seven stretch was enough to do it, then do it in the summer where you could pick, you could do your search, you could do a pick, you go, no, this is our new team, this is our new coach, this is our identity going forward. Yeah, you either do it in the summer or you give it more time. Right. That's how I look at it. I mean, 17 games, it's just tough because now you're in a situation where Gentry takes over, and like I said, he's got a different voice too. He may have some different philosophies than Luke. It would have been great if some of those philosophies were put in place before the season. From day one, right. Right, so. Because it goes back to are you the 5-4 and team or the 1-7 and team? Most recently, they're the 1-7 and team. I don't think they're that bad, but they're showing that. Um, Yeah, that's why it's really interesting. And, you know, what I was saying earlier in the show – I, I don't know, like, as far as tonight, or let's just take the rest of the week. So it's tonight, um, Portland, Lakers, Memphis this week. Uh, yeah, good luck. Good good luck, Alvin. But with that said, I mean, you and I just debated in the break, is it the same starting lineup? Is it – does Gentry like a player more than, some, right. than Luke did? And it's like, no, my one switch will be 25 minutes for this player every night. And I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he he elects to do and if there's any rotation changes. We've seen some already this year. The first five games, we're seeing a, a lot of three-guard lineups. Then we saw stretches where out of the blue, Chimezi Metsu goes from not playing to the starting lineup. And Bagley, who we didn't see since opening night, refused to come in in that Phoenix game here at home. Then he starts playing. So I don't know <laughs> what they're trying to do. I think go back to some of those three guard at the lineups. Beginning. Yeah, I think that was their best version. Yeah, and it's flawed for sure. sure. And they're going to have rebounding issues. Get out, push the pace. That's where the Kings are at their best. You know, the one thing I, I was watching last game, and even when the Kings were in the game against Utah, there were multiple op- opportunities I felt like Fox had to push, and he wasn't. And I, I is that a Fox thing? Was that a Luke Walton thing? I don't know the answer to it, but 
they, they got to get back to playing fast. You know, I think of Tyrese and, and De'Aaron. I'm like, these guys are fast players. Push Mitchell. the pace. Like, yeah. let, let's go a little bit because I think that's when they could be at their best offensively. They've got a lot of work to do to figure out some of the half-court stuff because it hasn't been very good this year. And But that's why I, you do the pace you're talking about. Right. And I would like to just see more off-ball movement. I think it, there's too much. It's too predictable at times. It's, okay, we'll, we'll give it to Harrison. He'll have some great Euro step. And hopefully he'll score a tough shot underneath the basket when you, and then you get some Halliburton Holmes pick and rolls, which I actually like. I want to see more of that, too, yeah, because that creates so much more for this offense. I don't know. This, this whole situation is obviously not ideal. This is your what you had 10 coaches in the last 15 years. It, coaching changes aren't fun. Well, who's the longest tenured coach at this point since Adelman? Jaeger, three years, right? Wow. So. Wow. You know, Walton got two years and 17 games. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. And they got to get it right, you know. And I, obviously there's a lot of season left, and that's the good news for the Kings is they're going to be in the mix for the play-in. Yeah. Even now. Right. Because who are they are. battling? Like Minnesota, right. San Antonio. Yeah. But you should also have your eyes set higher than that. Right. Right. It's not just – I don't think this fan base is to the point where they're like, I just need to play in and I'll feel better. This fan base has been beaten up the last 15 yes, they years. Have. They've been through everything imaginable. I don't think there is a fan base in sports that has been through what the Kings fans have been through in 36 years in Sacramento. Eight winning seasons, only 10 playoff appearances during that stretch. They haven't made it for 15 years. If they missed this year, it's an NBA record 16 straight years in a league where over half the teams make the playoffs. Right. That's brutal. And so... This has got to start going in the right direction, and whether it's Alvin Gentry next year or what, I think a full coaching search is necessary. Talk to multiple candidates, explore it, get get people in here and get their insight on your team and how they would help get this going in the right direction. Because it's been, you see it right now. The crowds aren't yeah. big at all here nope. at home. Their home record's not good, which doesn't help things. Obviously, COVID has something to do with the crowds too, but. I think part of it is this this fan base is is feeling it right now. Yeah, and that's what I think back to kind of the timing of this. That again, I get it. The change to for is it just a change to change something? And December fifteenth is going to come up. I think the more yeah. pool of players are available to be dealt or traded for whatever Monty McNair wants to do there. But I, I am a little confused about the outcome of the season, and and I guess context will let it all play out, Deuce. But I'm with you that no matter even if this gets worse before it gets better. They're going to be in the mix for the play-in, and if the goal is the playoffs or the play-in, they probably have a chance. But what does that mean? And if they do that, is is Alvin the person going forward? Uh, Doug's name gets mentioned. Is he kind of thrown out there as someone because that's who they may want longer term? Should they be looking at way more choices? It just it feels like it opens up so many more questions right now. Yeah. And ultimately, I still look at this roster and and think there's got to be some moves made at some point. You know, it, it's a flawed roster. I know Monty McNair says it's it's balanced, but you know he almost traded Buddy Heald to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell. That was an indication he was trying to fix the wing position a little bit, add some depth at the big spot, whatever. But there's not a t- there's a lot of guards. You've got a lot of bigs. Yeah, the wing position is a serious weakness on this team. Yeah. And I think they've got too many guards, and I think they have guards who can play, too. I think Davion can play. I think Terrence Davis can play. But you also have Buddy Heald, who can get it going. 
although inconsistent at times, we know what he is capable of when he's hot, what De'Aaron is capable of doing, and then you've got Tyrese. To your point, I mean, could you imagine if I'll just Harrison Barnes misses a week? Like that right now seems like their most valuable player in a sense of what he does, where he plays, the lack of depth behind him. If a week in four games, if he missed this week, oh, <laughs> what do you do with the three, four? You know, I mean, they'll put people there. He's been their best player this year. Yeah. It's not even close. It's it used to be their Fox was irreplaceable. They could replace. I mean, they don't. You know, Fox is really important, but they could they could survive a week without Fox. I think priority number one for Alvin is to get Fox going. Find a way because. Whether you believe he is the guy long-term here or not, he gets paid a lot of money, and he is not – he needs to start having fun again. Yeah. And I, I'm not sensing that joy. And, of course, you're not going to have fun when you lose seven of eight games. But I just want to see him play with that edge. I mean, we, we I'll never forget one of his first games in Sacramento was against the Rockets and just seeing his speed coming to play and the oohs and ahs from the crowd. I don't feel that same way right now with him when he's out on the floor. And I still – I, it's funny because it is social media, but God, it's like people are just he he sucks. It's done. Well, it's like, yeah, well no, true. he's he's still talented. He's just in a major funk, and he has been good. He's improved every single year he's been in the league. How can you get the most out of him? Put him in a position to succeed, and hopefully allow the team to succeed. Because I think this team is better when he's playing better. Of the things that Monty McNair shared yesterday, and he you know he's not going to say everything. I thought it was kind of a little bit around the edges, basically making the announcement, basically saying that Alvin Gentry is going to be the guy, not a, and saying he felt like they had enough on the roster as it's constructed, and it's on all of us, that kind of stuff. The one thing I thought that there was, of in, the most interesting thing to me was when he said, I think we play fast, but I think we can be the fastest team in the league and we need to play yeah. faster. Maybe that goes to your point with what Gentry can do, or maybe it's even implemented, like, hey, you have to do that. I don't know, but... That also fits into Deuce. What I think they do best is transition, so I think they need to do that more. Yes, but part of it, too, is getting stopped. And I know you, yeah. you could push you know, off a of make, and the Kings, you know, under Jaeger, that 2018-19 season, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Like, even after a make, they were yeah. pushing like crazy. Trying to win 130-128. You know, your players have to buy into that. It takes a lot of energy to do that, too, for an entire game. But, you know, it's also, I would say, it's not like they're walking the ball up all the time. Right. I mean, they're eighth in pace in the NBA. It's not like it's yeah. not like we're talking about a team. Man, they're twenty seventh in pace right now. They yeah. should be number one. It's like okay, well, that shouldn't be that difficult to move up in the pace. Right. It's not that big of a deal. So, just looking for opportunities uh, to to get the ball ahead and get some action, get teams on their heels, and we'll see. It's still fixable. It's still salvageable. It's still early enough in the season to get this going in the right direction, but. You know, this is adversity for this team, and so far this team has not been able to handle adversity at all. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I totally understand the move. I feel like it was just, I don't know, a rinse and repeat, and I can still remember, I don't know if you remember this, Deuce, but you called me on a Sunday, I don't, how many years ago it was, when they fired Coach Malone. And I remember it was, maybe it was even a day of a game. And I, I hadn't seen the tweet yet at the time. You call, I'm like, no way. I just yeah. did not believe it. And it, it almost... It wasn't as surprising as that. That was really surprising at that time. But it just takes you back to those things. It's like, again? And I wanted it to work for Malone. I wanted it to work for Jaeger. I wanted. I mean, I'd love for those guys to have a better record than Adelman. It just, I thought Walton actually might have, because it felt like they were getting the stability. I said, you know what? 
Now he has experience as a coach. He's coached the Warriors, you know, I know with when Kerr was out, but okay, he went through the Laker thing and now he's got time. I think the team's getting a little more stable and growing. This might this might be a good partnership for seven, eight years. And now here we are, not even three and yeah. rebooting again. The next coach has got to be the guy for a minute. I mean, we've been talking about this for years. And the fact that it's challenging to go through history and go, wait, can I name all those guys? It's just too It's too much. Yeah. This, and it's hard because, it's you know, it's the same thing too, right? It's like, hey, this guy's coming in. The culture's changing. The defense is going to improve. It's we, we, We've been through a little bit of everything. And... This fan base is beyond frustrated. There's fans who are just like, I can't even watch this anymore. Yeah, which is sad. I, mean, I which get it. Yeah. yeah. And I get, they've, they, again, they've been through a lot. Right. And for years, there's always been something that they could be hopeful about. You know, even after Adam and got let go, it was like, okay, a, a new era. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That didn't work out. There was definitely some tough years, but then it was, hey, that draft lottery, Tyreek Evans, Demarcus Cousins, excitement. We got a great young big. Yep. Then the ultimate distraction of this team could be moving. Right. To Anaheim. Then it was, oh, they're going to Seattle. And so your focus was less on basketball. It was more on saving the team. The team gets saved. Then it was this brand-new arena. Oh, we'll be in the playoffs by the time the arena's there. But then there's always been dysfunction. There's always a coaching change. There's always drama. There's a reason why ESPN had the, as the Kings turn as right. a, a segment on the jump when that was a show. Like, So we're, we're done with the... Hey, hey, just just be patient or do this. No, it's not even that. I think fans really are to the point now. It's like you got to prove it to me. Right. I, you could tell me that De'Aaron can be an All Star. I got to see it. You could tell me that it's going in the right direction. I have to see it, and it can't be just a three game sample. It needs to be like this team is playing more basketball, good basketball than bad basketball. There is less dysfunction, and it seems like it's going in the right direction. Yeah, and it feels to me, and I tried to say this at the beginning, but I, as you said it that way, it just made me think more of this too, that every rea- every decision is based on one that was done before, but that didn't work. It just feels like they're constantly trying to address something before, and even to this point where it's like, yeah, maybe if they were going to do this with Luke, it really should have been in the offseason. They didn't, but now you do it now, and then it leaves the questions, like I said earlier. Well, if Gentry's great, that is awesome. But is he the coach the next three, four years? Or is it, well, get us through this year. I mean, which is, it doesn't feel like interim. It's 65 games. It's a, it's a big portion of the season. And wh- and, uh, and it, the other thing, too, is I'm not going to say in all cases, but I feel like more times than not when there's an in-season coaching change, it's for a team that's really in a major funk. And yeah. Like, all right, we're going to start playing some young guys. We're in a rebuilding situation. This job is coming with expectations. Right. This job is coming with you got to get to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last year when the Hawks were kind of underachieving and they made the change with Lloyd Pierce. That's more rare than the other way around. That that does not happen. It doesn't happen where you all of a sudden make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think yeah. anyone thinks that's the case here. But can Alvin get this team going in a better direction? Yeah, it's possible. But I think there has to, has to be other tweaks, too. Like, it's, it's not a perfect team. I think the other thing, we it's all about expectations, too. This team, in my opinion, best case scenario as it's currently constructed, it's right around a 500 team, maybe a couple games above that, a couple games below that. That's how my expectations work. So there are going to be moments where they don't look perfect, but right. you can't have seven of eight games, and you can't have some of the same things that we have been seeing you know, last year during the two nine-game losing skids. That, that, that stuff just can't happen at all. Yeah, this fan base has seen it all, and now we have. How about puke game the other night? I've never seen so much puke. And it caught my eye because I'm watching the you know the bongo cam that they yeah. do games, and then they accidentally showed it. I'm like, oh, my God. 
And I see all the cleanup, and then we see the guy stumble off. I could not believe it took that long to clean up, but with the COVID protocols, I yeah. think they had to take their time with it. Was it 18 minutes, did we say? It was close to that, yes. It was insane. insane. Like I was just thinking about how much he had to drink to puke that much. Yeah. And just to be sitting there. Just like, sitting in it. Not, did he not know that he dude. vomited? It was amazing. The jazz reaction. I mean, Slamson was great after. The one, uh, the amount of people that had to work on it, the towels, the mops. Um, then the one guy that came in near the end, Deuce, that had to cover his mouth. I thought yeah. it was going to start a chain reaction. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was reading King's Reddit uh, the other day, <laughs> and like they've been, he's almost like an idol to them. Yes. Puke man. Is he like Va- Sons of him, Four guy? They're calling him Vomit Man, I think. Yeah, thank you, Vomit Man. That's uh, what they're talking about. I mean, I've, now it's been, you know, everybody's having Puke Walton. I'm like, come on, or Yacramento. Sir Pukeman is one person <laughs> put on Reddit. I mean, think about that. You get courtside seats at NBA. The best seats in this building, right? Literally now. close to the visiting bench. Yeah, you hear everything. Table. You, there's not a better seat in the yeah. house. And obviously, you know, sitting in row one, they get access to this club called row one that's new at Golden One Center. So you can have some fun, eat a lot of food, obviously drink a lot. That guy went <clears throat> went hard. Yeah. And you just think, you know, he's got friends and family and those that know him, like, you're that's your game. <laughs> That's the one. I saw you on TV. Oh, wait. I saw you vomit over everybody. Oh, the Rudy yeah. Gobert quotes. He's like, yeah, I, was, I made eye contact <laughs> with him. He was smiling while vomiting. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't make that up. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's, a lot of weird stuff has happened in this in this yeah. franchise's history. And That's up there. No, it, it is. I mean, that, have, gentlemen, a the, good sales point for those tickets? What what's that? It's a good sales point yeah. because someone puked on the floor. No, fans, how is that a good sales? Fans are literally bursting when they come <laughs> to the game and are on the front court. Or you know the team's making this guy so sick that he's puking everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm an yeah. optimist, uh, Deuce. Yeah, well, I, that's a very optimistic <laughs> yes. way of looking at it. Yeah, it was a wild night, yeah, and I just it'd be fun to. Be talking about stability and looking ahead more to games like, hey, man, you you got a tough game on Wednesday night. Portland's coming to town. This yeah. has some playoff implications. And I think for so long it's it's been everything but basketball. Right. And now and, it's, it's kind of. And this, and this city loves basketball. Yeah. This city loves basketball. But it, it's, they're hurt. And you start pushing fans away. And the, the young kids growing up in Sacramento the last 10 years, not all of them are Kings fans. Right. Well, they haven't seen them win. They they're, they're, they're watching Steph. They're yeah. watching LeBron. They're right. watching guy, you know, guys around the league going, I like this guy. This is I'm rooting for this team because they're fun. Yeah. And that was the story even at like the very beginning when the Kings came here. There was the excitement, obviously, the team. Yeah. But so many times people would come, I'm, oh, Bird's here. I'm going to watch Magic. I'm going to watch Jordan. And then the Kings, over time, became a better team for, obviously, that eight-year window. But since then, I mean, you can have the shiny new building. It's great. Uh, downtown's awesome. But I think more and more people are going to be coming to these games for the short term to watch the yeah. talent from other teams. Well, and, and that's the other thing, you know, in terms of attendance, too, is, you know, when you're losing games and you've yeah. lost as much as Sacramento has over the years, this building, although still gorgeous and still amazing, it's five years old now. Yeah. You know, it's most people have been able to come to a game in you the last so. five years, yeah. you know. And so it that, that shine that is kind of off in a way. And so... If you're not winning, it's like, well, why am I going? I've already been there. Yeah. 
just uh, and they make people upset. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think it's at Fenway. There's a red seat where like Ted Williams hit a. 400 and hit something. Hit that guy in the head. or No, it's like a 400 and something foot home run. Should that seat like have like something honoring the puke seat or something? Like, I, Yeah. I, <laughs> just, just just take that seat out. Like, Is that clean enough? To, have they really sprayed it down? I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't, I don't trust either. it at all. Well, Deuce, thank you. Yeah, this thanks for fun. having us. Let's, let's, let's hope it goes in the right direction. Let's I, hope everyone so. wants it. Let's get it going. Yep. Tonight's a new night. We'll see how it goes. Well, thank you to Dave Deuce Mason. Oh, we've got more to get to. we got game night coming your way in just a moment. Scott Marsh and the High Flyer have that. And then we're back for Kings Live pregame and Kings basketball. That's all coming up here on Sports 1140 KHDK.